watch over them and their families. Ask that you forgive us of our sins. Um, Lord, we so grateful for everything you do every day. Just every every blessing that we have, we have <coughs> you, Lord. And we love you. We ask all this in Jesus' precious and holy name. Amen. Amen. Well, since I can't remember anything this morning, uh, I think I got this right. Yeah. Uh, we're going to, today's sermon's going to come from the last book of the Old Testament. We're going to Malachi. Um, and this has been on my heart for a while. Um, first off, it's not, this is not an indictment, but what it is, it's a, uh, it's a wake-up call. Um, Malachi wrote this um, that God had gave him this message uh, to give to Israel now, this, is, this book was written somewhere around a hundred years after uh, they returned from captivity because we know that by the time Malachi wrote the book the temple had been rebuilt uh, this might have been right at the end of Zechariah uh, Haggai in that, in that area um, so with that little history, uh, you know, it says uh, the first in chapter one, verse one, and then I, but I, my sermon's going to focus on uh, verses six through nine or six through eight. Uh, it, the first verse of hey, uh, of the book of Malachi, it says the burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. And so the Lord had gave him some things to say. And if you read the first few verses, you will understand that uh, people had become complacent. They had been doing, going through the motions. And this is, this is also uh, a reminder for me. It's a call for me uh, to uh, reinvigorate my walk with God, not, and also y'all's. But uh, the title of this sermon is Dishonoring God. And in uh, verse 6, it says, A son honoreth his father, and a servant his master. If then I be a father, where is my honor? And if I be a master, where is my fear, saith the Lord of hosts, unto, the, unto you priests that despise my name, and ye say, Wherein have we despised thy name? Ye offer polluted bread upon, thy, upon my altar, and you say, wherein have we polluted thee? And then you say, the table of the Lord is contemptible. And if ye offer the blind for a sacrifice, is it not evil? 
And if ye offer the lame and the sick, is it not evil? Off, uh, is it not? Offer it now unto thy governor. Will he be pleased with thee or accept thy uh, person? Saith the Lord of hosts. Let's go to the Lord and pray. Father God, we love you and we thank you for this day. Lord, we ask you to open these verses up to us, Lord, so that we can understand how sometimes in our, in our lives and how sometimes in our daily walk that, that we become so uh, cavalier about our walk with you that we become dishonoring to you. Lord, I just love you and I thank you for this word. I thank you for the ability to be able to, to, to let this congregation know that... Uh, we may run the risk of displeasing you and dishonoring you in our walks. And Lord, why we don't want to do that. None of us wants to do that. We want to draw closer to you. We want to be in your spirit. We want to walk in your spirit, Lord. We want to walk in the fulfillment of the promise that you gave us. Lord, I love you and I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So God gives us an example in verse 6 of customary honor. You know, we honor, a human son honors for his father. Well, I want to be honest with you. I, I, I honored my father. I didn't always obey him, but I had, I had great honor for my father. Uh, number one, he was my dad. And number two, uh, I had a little bit of fear of him, a respect, a, 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 a helpful fear. It wasn't I was afraid to talk to him because I talked to him. Um, it wasn't that I was afraid to be in his presence because I was in his presence. But I had a respect. This is it's a reverence that we're talking about here. You know, I had a reverence for my father. When he spoke, he was like E.F. Hutton. I listened. But also like E.F. Hutton, I didn't always take his advice. And so with that, you know, this is what God's telling Israel. He's talking to the priest right here. And since we are a royal priesthood, he's talking to us. And so... Uh, he's telling them, you know, in a human servant's fearful uh, honor for his master. Now, all of us have had jobs where we had people appointed over us. For lack of a better term today, none of us were slaves. So I guess our supervisor or our boss would kind of be our master. I mean, they gave us tasks to do, and it was our responsibility to execute those tasks in a timely and efficient manner. Because they were paying us to do a job. And we would give them, we agreed to work for whatever salary they, we agreed on. And, it, and we were supposed to go in there and give 100% for that salary. It didn't matter if we thought they weren't paying us enough or not. We should have done that and they're going in the park. But you made a deal that you would work eight hours or ever how many hours for X number of dollars. And you were supposed to produce. And so there's an honor there when the boss would come around, you know, yes, sir, no, sir, you know, you treated him with respect. Well, God's saying nobody's treating me with respect. They had been 100 years since the captivity. The Jews had become so common or, or so, how would I put this, the word I'm looking for, they would become so uh, enamored with the situation they were in that it dulled their thing. They weren't given the best offerings. You know, if you go to Deuteronomy and that tells you exactly what the specifics are for the offerings that you're going to make for God. 
And so they were back, you know, the temple was up and running because they were doing sacrifices. And he talks about, you know, that uh, they were given less than perfect sacrifices. They weren't even giving the, the, their, their tithes to the Levites. That's how the Levites survived, was by the tithes that the people made every year. They weren't even tithing. And it gets on to that later on. But the main thing is, is God doesn't need anything from us other than our heart. He created us for a relationship with him. And we're to honor him. And the only reason that we today have a relationship with him is because of the sacrifice that he made on the cross for us. Nothing we did. Nothing we did. And so if we're walking around and we're only half lip surfacing God or we're only halfway studying the word or we're only halfway doing our homework or we're only halfway uh, acting like Christians then we're being dishonoring to God but not only that we're being dishonoring to our brothers and sisters in Christ see God seeks to draw a conclusion from the example who here dishonored their father and on purpose. None of us did. None of us did. Who here dishonored their bosses on purpose? None of us have. Who here worked for somebody but didn't give them 100% every day? You don't have to raise your hands because all of us have done it. You know, you go to work, you don't feel 100%. You don't give 100%. And then you get in this little thing, you've worked at a place for a while, and you get in this thing, well, I should have had a raise. So-and-so got a raise, I should have a raise. Well, what money they make makes no difference in your pocket. That's called covetousness. And so, so how much more honor is deserved by your heavenly father? Now, I love my dad to death. I did. I was heartbroken when he passed. But my heavenly father's done so much more than my earthly father. Not that my earthly father was, was, didn't do. I love him. Still do. Miss him. But God has given me so much more. And I learned the respect for my heavenly father from my earthly father. And I, like my earthly father, I don't always obey him. He tells me what I need to do. And sometimes old hard-headed Jerry says, well, I don't think I want to do that. And it doesn't turn out well. But how much more holy fear is deserved by your heavenly master? Do we have a holy fear of God? Do we fear him? See, that's where I'm at today. Do we have a fear of God that there's a retribution that we're going to stand for make? Have we really, really, really accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior? Is it producing fruit? Is the fruit that we're producing, is it fruit that is recognizable by what God says fruit would look like? Are the fruit that we're producing, is it off a tree that's sour and rotten? Is it off a tree that, that breeds contempt? Is it off a tree that, 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 that breeds hate? When people look at you, what do they see? What do they see? Do they see a proud, subservient member of Jesus Christ? Or do they see a self-righteous, 
self-serving, condescending person. What do they see? Only you can answer that. I can't answer those questions for me. And see, here's the thing. The other thing is, is it's when he gets on down into it, you know, when he tells them to take it, to take it to their governors. See, God rejects hypocritical servitude. Are you a hypocrite? Are we hypocrites? Are we just, are we just going through the motions a few days a week? A few hours a week? What does our lives away from here look like? Does our lives away from here look like it does here? Right, oh well, nobody knows. I'm out by myself. I can do what I want to. Are we being for real with God? Or are we playing? That's the difference. Are we playing Christian? Are we really, have we really devoted our lives to him? Have we really gave him our heart? You know, God has called us to be his bride. And yet most of us act like we're the divorced parent sharing custody. He only wants us on the weekend or a couple of days a week. See, God desires us all the time. He desires our heart 24-7, 365 days a year, and this year 366. He wants all of us all the time. He wants us to bend our knees and come to him with our triumphs. He wants us to bend our knees and come to him uh, with our tragedies. He wants us to rely upon him. He, we, he desires for us to become so close to him that when we're in trouble, he, we can feel him wrap his arms around us. That when we're so happy, we can, we can run to him. Think about this. Remember when you got good grades on your report card after struggling? <laughs> Some of you may never have experienced that. I have. Couldn't wait. Look, look at my report card. And he was happy for three and a half weeks because the progress report came out and I let the minimum be the maximum. But with that being said, God wants us all the time. He wants us to come to us with our, with our triumphs. He wants us to come to with our victories. He wants us to come to him with our troubles. He wants us to come to him just to say, God, I love you. Thank you for the day. He wants us to spend time with him. How do you get to know your spouses? How do you get to know the, the likes and dislikes of your children? You spend time with them. Each one of them has a personality and it's different than the others. Yeah, they may have some common traits because they're in your house, but each one of them is different. Each one of them responds different to different things. And you know that because you've recognized it by spending time with them. When is the last time we spent time with God? I mean, some significant time. When is the last time we took out of our day and spent some time set aside? You know, I'm going to spend the next hour with the Lord. I'm going to spend the next five minutes with the Lord. You know, tonight before I go to bed, the last thing I'm going to do is I'm going to read my Bible before I go to bed. Or the last thing I'm going to do before I go to bed is I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. Get up in the morning. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. Before I do anything else, I'm going to pray. 
We come and we make our offerings before God, but are they half-filled? Are we making our offerings from the heart? When we pay our tithes, when we make our offerings, are they from the heart? Or are they out of servitude? Or are they out of a, a, a feeling of obligation? God says, freely give and watch me if I won't open up the storehouse. Let me tell you something. Since Sharon and I started tithing years ago, yes, we've had some financial issues, but guess what? Every time the money was there, God blessed our giving. And I don't, we don't give just to give and to get the blessings. We give because we love him. We give 10% at least. I don't know. We may do more than that now. I don't know. But I know one thing. If we're doing 10%, if you see the money that we put in the thing, you'll know how much money we make a, 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 a week. And we do it off the gross. I do know that. And God says you're supposed to do this weekly so that he doesn't have to send people out to collect the money. And most pastors won't preach about this because they're afraid that people are going to say, oh, he's just bucking for a raise. No, I'm not bucking for a raise. I don't care. I'm bucking for my people to be holy and obedient to God. You want God to bless you? Be obedient. Pay your tithe. Be obedient. Do what he calls you to do. You can't do things off the cuff out of, out of the will of God and expect him to bless it. He won't do it. And if you're feeling things and hearing things from a spirit that is contrary to the Bible, tell him to stop because it's not holy. And it's going to get worse as time gets closer. The birth pains, are, they're happening. They're happening. There's wars and rumors of wars. There's earthquakes. There's famine. Everybody's lining up to shoot everybody else. You got rampant Satan not hiding. He, he doesn't hide anymore. He's out there in the public, right, wide open. And people are starting to call what's right and truth crimes. And what's wrong and evil right. The Bible says in Revelation we would see this. It's happening today. I don't know when the Lord's coming, but are you ready? Are you ready? Are you looking to the east? See, he points out their open dishonor in worship by offering polluted sacrifices to them. Are our sacrifices and offerings polluted to God? Are our prayers polluted? Is our attitude polluted? When we pray, does our mind scatter? Sometimes, yes. When we read the Bible, do we get confused and shut the book because we just can't concentrate? Have we got out of the habit of asking God to open his word to us so that we can have an understanding and apply it to our lives? When we give our offerings and our tithes, are we just writing a check and sticking it in the plate? Are we praying over it before we send it and asking God to bless it and use it for his kingdom? Is the sacrifices coming from money ill-gained? He points out their lack of fear in offering to him that which even human governors would reject. 
the sacrifices and the offerings we make are they from our excess or are they from just well let me do this I don't want nobody to talk about me at church so I better do this are our is our whole attitude polluted do we not have a healthy fear of God do we not have a healthy fear of the offerings that we make? Do we not have a healthy fear in the words that we speak? Do we not have a healthy fear of God for retribution for the actions that we take? And the offerings, would a human governor accept or reject our offering? Would he accept or reject our attitudes? Would he accept or reject our words? Are we preaching and acting with love and compassion? Or when people deal with us, do they have to look at our motives to see what's driving us? Or are we allowing our yes to be yes and our no to be no? Or is our word so convoluted that no one can trust it? And if you can't trust it and your neighbors can't trust it, God can't trust it. I'm going to close with this. And I want you to think about this. Our failure to give honorable service to God cannot be compensated for by a moral integrity in a relationship to our fellow man. We can't do anything without being right with God. The Bible tells us that the best we have is like filthy rags. And if you're doing it without God, if you're doing it without the guidance of the Holy Spirit, all of that's filthy. Filthy rags are ready to be burnt. So where do you stand today? Like me, where do I stand? Where do I stand? Has my sacrifices been honorable? Has my study been honorable? Has my preparation been honorable? Or have I let it slack? I haven't let it slide. Have I been dishonorable to God and not given it 100%? In my prayer life, is my prayer life honorable or dishonorable? Have I just gave lip service and not from the heart and not really seeking God's answer for it? Have I become so calloused in my prayer that I know that I only need to ask one time because I know God's going to handle it? Not out, of, not out of fear and admiration and expectation, but because that's just what he does. It's not really anything on my part. It's not me. Have I been dishonoring in my prayer life? Have I been dishonoring in my dealings with my brothers and sisters and fellow mankind? Do I do what I say I'm going to do? Am I honest in my dealings? Am I trying to hide things? Am I trying to make myself out to be something I'm not? 
Am I honoring God? Am I showing them that God's called me? The way I treat my family. Am I honoring God by the way I treat my family? Am I not honoring God by the way I treat my grandchildren? By the way I treat other people's children? Am I setting a good example? When people see me, do they see a mean old grouchy man? Or do they see a nice guy who loves the Lord? I can't answer those questions. I know what I try to be. You can't answer some of those questions for yourself. But where do you stand today? Where do you stand today? Is Jesus working on you right now? Are you uncomfortable? Do you need to pray? Do you need to come to the altar and kneel down and ask God to forgive you? Do you need to re-enhance your relationship with God? Do you need to come clean? Do you need to accept Him for your salvation? Because see, there's no middle line on this. You either saved or you ain't. You're either serving God or you're an enemy with Him. You can talk to talk and you can walk to walk and you can do all of that. But if you don't have a heartfelt relationship with Jesus Christ, you are lost. And you're on that highway to hell rather than a stairway to heaven. So where are you at? Only you can answer that. I'm going to close this in prayer and then I'm going to come down front. And if you need prayer, I'll be there. If you want to pray, the altar is always open. If you want to experience salvation and know that your sins are covered and you can spend eternity with Jesus Christ, come on down. I can assure you, like the old cliche of the TV show, the price is right. It's free. The question is, are you ready to be free? Because you're bound up in sin. You're bound up in life of lies and all of this. Let it go. Let it go. Come down. Drop the bags. Drop the anchors. Free yourself and let Christ guide you the rest of your life. Will it be easy? Absolutely not. Will they be pain? Yes, there will. But you'll have a satisfaction and a, and, and a security in your soul that makes you happy even though things around you are falling apart. You know God has got you. And you know you're going to spend eternity with Him. And if you don't know that today, you're lost. Lost. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I love you and I thank you for this day. <clears throat> Lord, I know that, that none of us want to dishonor you with our service. None of us want to dishonor you, period. Lord, help us to reinvigorate our, our, our reverential awe that is due you, the Creator. Help us come to understand, Lord, that, that, that we are nothing without you. And that everything we have, we have because of you. And we have nothing without you. Lord, make our sacrifices and our offerings pleasing to you. Lord, make our service pleasing to you. Let us not be like the priest at the time of Malachi that were just going through the motion. Lord, open up our Bible studies. Open up our personal lives to you. 
for you to guide and mold and inspire. Lord, I love you. And I pray that not one soul leaves here today without being right, unburdened, and ready to serve you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. If everybody please, let's stand and sing hymn number 71 for our closing hymn, Holy Ground. <laughs>